With Thanksgiving just one week away, bringing holiday season into full swing, I wanted to do an episode on staying regulated, mindful, and grounded throughout the holiday season. It's no doubt that the holidays can be a really hard and triggering time for many people, as they definitely are for me. So I figured what better way to provide support than to share some tips that have been helpful for me in the past, as well as some new strategies that I will be practicing and embodying this year during the holiday season. So I asked my beautiful Instagram community, what are some of the biggest challenges that come up for you during the holidays? And you guys sent in some real shit that resonated so much with me. I'm really, really positive that this is going to resonate with many other listeners as well. So I hope that you find this episode helpful and insightful. And if you do, I highly, highly encourage you to send it to a friend or a family member to help them prepare for the holidays. You would be surprised how many people share the same thoughts and feelings and experiences around the holiday season. And I really think that the best thing that we can do for each other is to simply extend support. So I hope that you enjoy the episode. I hope you really gain some value out of it and some insight as to how you can navigate the holiday season this year. Um, and also, I really encourage you to come back to this episode, you know, maybe right before Thanksgiving, right before um, Christmas or whatever holidays, Hanukkah, whatever holidays that you celebrate that might be um, very overwhelming and hectic for you. Um, I do encourage you uh, to maybe come back listen again and ground yourself in these practices and maybe kind of have some reflection. Um, So yeah, I hope that you enjoy. And like I said, if you find value and support in this episode, please, please, please share it with someone else in your life whom you think could also benefit from hearing the message. Hope you enjoy. For starters, since I am talking about Thanksgiving coming up here soon, I need to first address the realness of this holiday. Thanksgiving has always been presented to us as a celebration of like unity and abundance between settlers and Native Americans. Of course, all the systems that teach us this (laughs) have no interest in sharing the dark truths behind this holiday, much less the deep, deep, deep impact on Native communities. Essentially, this is just indigenous erasure Um, This is just the American system trying to erase the very real and traumatizing experiences of Native peoples in the United States. And so this is why I believe it's extremely important for us to acknowledge that the Thanksgiving holiday is actually deeply connected to genocide of Native communities, erasure of their culture, stolen land, broken treaties, violence, and so much more trauma that has been erased as the systems in this country have worked to distort the events of the past and our view of those events. That being said, I would like to honor and thank the Coahuiltecan Nation, which are the original stewards of the land that I live on in San Antonio, Texas. And I want to honor all the members of their tribes and clans who have tragically lost their lives in the devastating history of this country. May we all take some time to honor the communities indigenous to this land by respecting and connecting with the land and uplifting the Native communities that still exist today. 
Okay, so I think that we can all mostly agree that the holidays are fucking hard. Like, these are the times that are supposed to be all about being together with the people that we love and being grateful for all the things that we have and feeling jolly and happy and full of love. Yet, I think that these are the times where many of us feel the most dysregulated, triggered, and perhaps even emotionally unstable. I think it's because there's just so much noise during the holidays. You have to go shopping, you have to bake, you have to cook for Friendsgiving at work, for Friendsgiving with your friends, for Thanksgiving with your family, for Thanksgiving with your partner's family. Then you have to go Black Friday shopping and you have to get Cyber Monday sales because you have to buy all the gifts because Hanukkah's coming up or Christmas is coming up. And oh, remember, you have to make sure you get PJs to match with the rest of your family. Oh, oh, okay. What about New Year's? Okay. You have plans to travel on New Year's? Okay. Are all your plans on board? Is Are all your ducks in a row? Make sure the travel plans are good there's plans 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 expectations obligations so much shit it's exhausting and that is all only the surface level on a deeper level i think the holidays can be so difficult because it's almost like a time capsule that takes us right back to being a child with emotional wounds and little to no control Most, if not all of us, have some type of childhood trauma that affects the way we show up in our lives in the present moment. Now, that is not to say that we all have an awareness of our trauma and how it has impacted our worldview and our behavior because the somewhat unfortunate truth is that not everybody has this awareness. And If we do have this awareness of our trauma responses and how they show up, then we're faced with a choice of how we want to move forward. And some of us will choose to show up consciously, to be aware and mindful of our triggers, of how we respond to our triggers in situations, to how we feel in certain situations, and how we can create safety for ourselves. Others of us might choose to be victim to the events of our past and allow our trauma responses, our fears, and our triggers to define our identity and our behavior. Now, this is neither a good nor a bad thing. It's just a part of life that we have to learn to navigate. And honestly, learning to do that can be really tricky when we're sharing space with a bunch of different people who are each bringing their own trauma responses and their own conditioning. Not to mention, most of these people that we're spending all this time with during the holidays are probably related to us and or grew up with us, meaning we probably share some of the same trauma and a lot of the same conditioning. And here's the thing about trauma and conditioning it can run so, so, so deep in families. So if you're someone who has chosen to break cycles within your family and to be a healing pioneer in your family system, essentially what you're doing on some level is you're unlearning generations worth of harmful conditioning and trauma responses. It's like you're swimming upstream. It's really fucking hard to do, honestly. So 
it makes perfect sense if you go home for the holidays and feel like maybe you're regressing because being around family can mean being fully immersed in the environment that conditioned you to be the way that you were until you chose to consciously decide for yourself how you wanted to be. Now, this might be a kind of a shitty analogy, <laughs> but it's the best I can do. Our brains are kind of like autocorrect. They are coded or conditioned to perform certain functions and behave in certain ways. So think about when you type the word fuck into your phone and it automatically corrects to duck. Even though you have deliberately typed fuck into your phone probably thousands of times, your phone still autocorrects it to duck. And so you have to go back again and again and again to let your phone know, no, I did not mean to say duck. I indeed meant to say fuck, <laughs> right? This process is basically what happens in our brains when we choose to heal, when we choose to unlearn our programming and to create new neural pathways. We essentially what we're doing is we're choosing ideas and behaviors that do not follow the path that has already been so deeply ingrained into our psyche. And so it's actually very natural for our brains to revert back to their automatic ways and their OG programming, honestly, whenever we're encapsulated in the environment in which we were originally conditioned. So if this is something that you struggle with during the holidays, I really want you to know, one, you are not alone. I am 100% right there with you. And two, there is no need to be upset or to judge yourself about it. It makes perfect sense that this happens. What's important is what we choose to do to offset this very natural occurrence. So if you've noticed that this is something that happens in the past, where you feel like once you're with your family, all your progress just goes out the window and you just revert to an old and inauthentic version of yourself, I highly encourage you to carve out some time before the holidays and think about how it is that you do want to show up more authentically this year and take some time to create a mantra or an affirmation for yourself that you can carry with you throughout your holiday festivities. So for example, if you know that this year you do not want to get sucked into gossiping and family drama, but you know that this is something you can easily get caught up in once you're around your whole family. Maybe your mantra could look something like, I only speak with love and kindness and the intention of uplifting others. You can write this down on a piece of paper. And of course, this is just an example. Um, but you could write your mantra or affirmation down on a little piece of paper and carry it with you throughout the day. You can put it in your pocket, in your wallet, in your phone case, wherever it may be. But before you get your day started and you start socializing with all these people, really take at least a few minutes to just be all by yourself, whether that be in the bathroom, maybe in bed before you even fully get out of bed. Just take a few minutes fully to yourself 
take a few grounding breaths and set your intention and mantra for the day. Ground yourself in that. Come back to it repeatedly all throughout the day. Maybe you can commit yourself to every time I use the restroom, I'm going to pull out my paper and repeat my affirmation. Or maybe you can set reminders or alarms on your phone to remind you to pause and check in with yourself and ground yourself in your affirmation, right? Whatever it is that you do, the more that you do it, the more mindful you're going to be of your actions and how you're showing up and the easier it'll be to show up in the way that you truly want to. And yes, there might still be hiccups, but that's okay because we are aiming for progress and not perfection. Since I used gossiping as an example, I want to dive into being interrogated by our relatives about our personal lives. So where's your boyfriend? Still no boyfriend? Well, are you dating? Aren't you worried about finding a partner? You know, when I was your age, I was just married and pregnant with my firstborn. Congratulations, Aunt Karen. Would you like a fucking trophy? (laughs) Just kidding. Don't say that. (laughs) But oh my goodness, these questions, they are so annoying. At least I think so. And as an extremely independent and historically chronically single individual, I absolutely hate hearing these questions, especially because they're often the first questions being asked. It's like you have barely even asked me how I'm doing and you're already asking about my non-existent boyfriend. Okay, like, cool. And so what I do in these situations is I very carefully craft a response that gives off a kind of fuck off energy um, without being an asshole, you know? And so typically for me, that will sound something like having a boyfriend is just not a priority for me at the moment. Or honestly, I'm just really enjoying my independence right now. Or I'm actually in no rush to be married or have children. Or I'm just focused on my own personal growth and development right now. Or you can always quote the one and only Rihanna. I'm not looking for a man. Let's start there. (laughs) And you're also always free to say, I don't feel comfortable discussing this with you right now. Please remember that you are never under any obligation to give other people information that you don't feel comfortable sharing, even if they are your family. And usually what I find is that diverting the conversation from relationship status typically leads to work and plans for the future. And if you are in college approaching graduation or even if you're a recent grad, one of the most dreaded questions is, of course, so what are your plans after graduation? Girl, I don't know. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to rest. I don't know. (laughs) This question can be so anxiety-inducing, and usually I feel like attached to this question is 
the social pressure that you have to have everything figured out and ready to go. And so if this topic is causing you stress and fear of the future this holiday season, I just want you to know that it is okay, it is completely okay to not know and to not have plans. You don't have to have it all figured out and you definitely do not have to take on the added pressure that others might try to project onto you. Whenever I used to be asked this question, I would straight up tell people, don't ask me because I'm not going to (laughs) answer because I didn't have an answer. There was nothing for me to say. However, some other alternatives could be, I don't know yet. I'm taking it day by day. Or I'm just focused on getting through the semester right now. Or you can even say something so bold as, I don't know now, but I have faith in myself to figure it out. Oftentimes, I think family members have good intentions of helping and supporting without realizing that their execution could just be adding pressure and stress. And this could sometimes look like maybe comparing you to other people in your family. You know, well, what? What do you mean you don't have a job lined up? Cousin Annie has had a job lined up after graduation next year. Maybe you could talk with her. Or, oh, you should really get on that, you know. I hear the economy is not so good. (laughs) In these moments, in moments of comparison, you can always say, I respect Annie and her accomplishments. However, we are different people walking different paths. There is no need for comparison. And you're also always free to say, I don't feel like talking about this right now. It's a very clear-cut way to say, ask me a different question. Let's talk about something else. And another thing that I think can come up a lot in terms of work is judgment and shame around your chosen path or profession. So myself personally, as somebody who has chosen somewhat of an unconventional path, I work different and seemingly random jobs so that I may have the freedom and the flexibility to work on my passion project. Hello, nieces, pieces. (laughs) And so this means that often whenever people ask me what I do for work and I tell them, I am met with some sort of like pity almost. Um, Usually I hear things like, oh, well, don't worry, you'll figure it out. It just takes time. Or, oh, well, you'll find a job that you like soon enough. (laughs) And in these instances, I make sure to be very, very clear that I have willingly chosen not to take a conventional path and pursue my passions. However, this concept can be really hard for some people to grasp. And I think especially for people who come from a very um, typical and conventional family. So like if you are someone who has chosen to take an unconventional path and pursue your passions and your whole family is composed of doctors and teachers and corporate workers, whatever may be then there's always that chance that your drive toward your passion could be judged instead of celebrated, right? If there are moments 
when your family is trying to tell you what you should do or that there is a more realistic path that you should be taking, in those moments, I encourage you to take radical responsibility for your life and your choices and set very clear boundaries. If, say, say you are a musician and that's your true passion and that's truly what you're working towards and you're also working unconventional jobs to be able to pursue this passion and maybe your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles are not necessarily pleased about this because, you know, maybe they all have... Um, a lot of higher education and you know maybe they're in these more I guess established professions like law or medicine whatever may be um, and maybe they think that by not encouraging you to pursue your passions that they're trying to protect you right at the end of the day you know what's best for you So taking radical responsibility for your life, for your choices, and setting boundaries could sound something like, I'm actually not seeking any advice or input right now. Or, I trust myself to make the best decisions for myself. Or something as simple as, I know what's best for me, and I'll make my own decisions accordingly. These are things that when they come up, they can feel very sensitive. And so if you know that there are certain topics of conversation or certain questions that always come up and maybe you're tired of hearing them and having and tired of having to answer the same question over and over and over again, I encourage you to take some time before the holidays And sit down with yourself and think about, okay, what questions do I, what questions, what conversations do I not want to entertain? And you can make a list for yourself of, you know, certain phrases or certain boundaries that you are going to set. That way, whenever you are having these interactions, you have something to say and you can navigate and control where that conversation goes. So one thing that came up a lot whenever I asked what people struggle with most during the holidays was money, having to shop and buy gifts and being broke during the holiday season. Honestly, experiencing poverty is a deeply, deeply traumatic experience and there can be so much shame carried around struggling to buy gifts during this time of the year. I know that gifts often have sentimental value, even if they're store-bought, but if money is something that you are struggling with this holiday season, I really want to encourage you to take a very organic approach and make gifts for your loved ones. Personally, I really value thoughtful and unique gifts on a way deeper level than I do store-bought gifts, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one. You can do things like make and decorate a picture frame. Uh, You can buy supplies and make jewelry for a relatively inexpensive price. And it's also pretty easy. 
you honestly can get so creative and channel your own talents and your own gifts into creating really special gifts for your loved ones without having to break the bank. Also, if your budget exists but is maybe just smaller than it has been in previous years, I really highly encourage you to go to a local farmer's market or a vendor market in your area and support the small businesses there. You will find the best gifts at good prices and you will be supporting someone's business and supporting their dreams. So truly, it's just a win-win-win for everyone. Um, There is also a website. I will include it in the description But um, kind of leading back to what I first started with acknowledging Native communities, um, there's a website that um, has a bunch of different like small Native businesses. Um, So I think that that could also be a really, really great way to invest your money um, into someone's passion, into someone's dreams, into someone's business, while also staying in your budget and um, bringing really thoughtful and unique and valuable gifts to your loved ones. And if you're feeling any shame around the finances department this time of year, um, a practice that I would suggest is writing down all the thoughts and the feelings of shame that are kind of plaguing your mind. And let it all out. Like seriously, all the shame that you feel, all the judgment, all the shame that you have towards yourself, write it all down. Let it out. Be real. Be raw. Say it like you fucking mean it. Even if it sounds mean, even if it sounds ugly, let it all out. Write it all down. And once you're all finished, take that piece of paper and burn it. This might sound really like dramatic, (laughs) but it's such a wonderful practice to be able to get all your thoughts and your feelings out of your physical being, out of your body, out of your mind and transfer them onto a different vessel, onto this piece of paper. And then by burning them, letting them just go. I know that when experiencing poverty like I said I understand that that is a very deeply traumatic experience and um you know maybe writing down all your shame and burning it once isn't going to get rid of it completely however it is a practice that I truly 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 think can help alleviate some of that shame and some of the judgment and the pressure and whatever may be so if that's something that you're dealing with I hope that that is a practice that can help you Another huge challenge during the holiday season is having to navigate the holidays with separated or divorced parents. For me personally, this is my biggest challenge as I am pretty new to this reality. And to be very honest, um, I don't necessarily have a whole bunch of advice or action steps to offer here because like I said I'm very new to this I'm learning how to navigate this but what I have gathered so far is I think it is 
this is one of the most triggering points during the holidays is people with divorced or separated parents um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, you know, seeing your parents go through a separation or a divorce can probably be pretty traumatic, um, especially, you know, depending on your situation. And I think that it can be so difficult because there is a lot of grief and a lot of guilt that can come up. And I think that a lot of grief comes up rightfully so because maybe when it's the time of the holidays and, you know, you have to start choosing, okay, well, am I going to spend Thanksgiving over here with my mom's side of the family or with my dad and his side of the family or, you know, what am I going to do? Um, I think that a lot of grief can come up over what used to be a whole family unit all together and united and now it's separated. That is a huge change um, in anyone's life and so especially if this is fresh, I think that a lot of grief can and will come up around what used to be, what no longer is, and what never will be, right? And that can be just like a really deep and hard-hitting truth with very intense emotions. And so I think that that's why it's so triggering and so difficult. And on top of that, I do think that there is also like, at least once again for myself, this aspect of guilt where, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to spend this holiday with this parent but fuck, that means that my other parent is not going to be spending, you know, the holiday with their family or with me or with whomever, you know? And so it's understanding that while I will spend a holiday with each of my parents, I will not spend all the holidays with all of my parents. And for me, that has produced a lot of guilt um, and grief at the same time. And so, like I said, I can really only speak on my personal experience. I know that, um, I know other people who, a lot of other people who also have divorced and separated parents. And I know that that is actually also something that can be very triggering for them as well during the holiday season. But like I said before, I feel like I I am so new to this and I'm learning so much that I don't have much to offer. The best I have to offer here is really just allow yourself to feel what comes up. There are going to be a lot of intense feelings, especially if I think, um, you you know, your parents' separation is like kind of fresh or like newer. It's getting adjusted. It's getting acclimated. It's learning a new way of being and of living and so a lot of intense emotions might come up and it's important to allow those to come up. Otherwise, you're just going to be trapped inside our body, creating more anxiety and just more symptoms in our body for us to take through with us throughout the holidays. And I feel like that's not what anybody wants. So yeah, I don't know. If y'all have good tips for navigating uh, separated parents during the holidays hit me up. <laughs> I wish I could provide more. But it is one of my values to be authentic and to be real. And so this is just me being real about this. 
I know I went through some specific examples of how we can manage certain triggers and set certain boundaries. However, if none of those examples or scenarios resonated with you, um, I still wanted to offer some tips and tricks that have really, really worked for me and that can be really generalized and applied to kind of any situation. And so first of all, I want to say if you see a therapist, a counselor, a coach, anything of the sort, I highly encourage you to prioritize your appointments with them. I know that the holidays can be so hectic and so crazy, and so it can be easy to kind of skip over these appointments because there's so much going on, but I think it is imperative to actually proactively set appointments near the holidays as close as possible maybe that way you have that extra support if and when you need it right so if you know that you know every year on Christmas you leave your family gathering feeling super drained super exhausted super triggered and dysregulated if you know that that's a regular occurrence, be proactive. Reach out to your therapist and say, hey, can we schedule an appointment? Can we schedule a meeting like the 27th or, you know, something, of course, given if they're not on vacation, whatever may be. Proactively set those appointments and set yourself up to have the support that you need around the holidays. So if you have that resource of therapy, counseling, coaching, reach out be proactive, plan ahead. Another thing is setting intentions. Setting intentions is so, so, so powerful. It's simple and so powerful. Take time to yourself before the holidays to be alone and really ground yourself in an intention. Choose something that feels right for you. It could be something like my intention is to set boundaries when needed. Maybe that's something you've been working on is boundaries and that's what your intention for the holidays is, is to be able to set those boundaries when you need to. Write that intention down on a piece of paper that you can stick in your pocket and carry with you throughout the day. That way when you're at your family gathering and you are noticing that maybe you're not setting boundaries how you need to, you can take a mindful moment Ground yourself in your intention, repeat it to yourself over and over and over again in your head, and then carry it forward in your actions. Another thing is setting reminders for like mindfulness check-ins. You can set a little reminder or a little alarm on your phone and you can take a three to five minute mindfulness break with yourself throughout the day or several of them. And this really can help you stay regulated and grounded throughout the chaos of the holidays. So take this time when your alarm goes off, when your reminder goes off, excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, go anywhere where you can be alone and have a quiet moment to yourself. Take a moment, take a few deep breaths, feel into your body and use this time to remind yourself of your intention. The more that you repeat your intention and remind yourself of it, the more present it's going to be in your brain and the more mindful you are going to be about carrying it out in your conversations and your interactions. 
So taking these few minutes throughout the day to have to check in with yourself, to be mindful about how you feel, how you've been feeling, how you've been showing up, and how you want to continue to show up can just be such a game changer. Another thing is journaling. I, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm obviously a huge advocate for journaling. I think it is such a wonderful way to transfer our thoughts and our feelings out of our bodies and it can be so healing. So I encourage you to journal how you're feeling at the beginning and at the end of each day on the holidays and if something triggers you, write it down. If you're noticing positive changes within yourself, within others, write it down Keep track of what's going on inside of you because this can help you stay grounded and centered instead of getting lost in the sauce. And if you maybe don't have a journal, if you don't feel comfortable carrying your journal around and just pulling it out and writing notes, do it on your phone. You have a notes app for a reason. You're on your phone anyways. Do it on your phone. Keeping track of how you feel throughout the day can be so revealing to you in retrospect and so helpful so 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 helpful so I highly encourage journaling and honestly don't the a main thing is really don't forget to express any and all joy and gratitude that comes up because yes the holidays can be hard and at the same time they can also be fun and amazing and wonderful all at once. So allow yourself the fullness of this experience by staying present in the moment and by staying grounded in your truth and your authenticity. It may be hard, yes, but remember we are aiming for progress, not perfection, and learning to navigate our triggers around the holiday season is probably something that will be a lifelong practice for every single one of us. So remember that healing doesn't mean that we're never going to be triggered. We're always going to be triggered. Healing means that we learn how to manage our triggers in a more healthy and more effective and conducive way to ourselves and others. So if you're feeling triggered, if you are feeling like you are regressing If you're feeling like you are just caught up in all the noise, whatever it may be, have grace with yourself. Yeah, do your best. Absolutely do your best to stay grounded, to stay present, to stay regulated. But in those moments when you do get lost in the sauce, have grace with yourself. Remember that you are a human and that this can be a hard time. So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you in any which way. And if it has, once again, I encourage you to come back maybe closer to the holidays um, just to kind of get a reminder, a refresher um, before diving into all your family gatherings. And if you found this helpful, informative, valuable, send it to a friend. Like I said, really, we all go through so many of the same things. So if this has helped you in any way, I'm sure that it will help someone else, especially during the holidays. So I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, a reminder to shop local, to shop 
to support local small native businesses and to be kind to yourself and others. Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, have a beautiful day.